fighter pilots flying over Germany during World War II. Okay, whatever you say. What? Didn't you know that most of the sightings of gremlins came during World War II flying over Germany? There were several several pilots who claimed that the reason that their airplane crashed is because gremlins attacked their planes. Ah, uh, okay. If that's, that's what you said. That really, that, that really happened. There's there's like records that have been declassified of these reports. It's fascinating. Okay. okay. So, how how has your week been? Well, in the grand scheme of things, not much worse than the average week. But in... In many ways, it has not been a great week. Ah. I was not pleased with the Supreme Court decision regarding Hobby Lobby. What it makes happened? me question. Uh, Hobby Lobby argued that because their CEO claims to be deeply religious, that they should be able to refuse to pay for birth control, certain types of birth control, they feel it's against their religious observances, even though, like, even though they, they give money to China that and, and invest in the same types of birth control for, like, retirement plans that they refuse to give access to to their employees. And the Supreme Court said that, told them, they'll, well, if, if you really feel like you have religious objections, then I suppose you don't have to. Which has opened yeah, okay. the door, which has opened the door to lots of other companies saying, but I have religious objections to hiring these sorts of people or those sorts of people because my religion says that what they're doing is wrong, so I shouldn't have to hire them. You know, and it just yeah, it's it's disappointing when the chief justices of the Supreme Court forget that their job is to uphold the Constitution, not to uphold a political party. Exactly. You know, if they can't just do their job and uphold the Constitution, I feel like they should be fired. Wait a second there. You know, they they don't get to impose their opinions. Their job is to make sure that laws are constitutional and that people are not violating the Constitution. That goes for politicians, federal and state agencies, corporations, individuals, the law of our country, the Constitution is upheld, and they have failed to uphold it. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of a sad 4th of July for me, because they did this like two days before the 4th of July. It's really hard to be like, yay, liberty and independence, when you're watching the Supreme Court strip that liberty and independence away from the citizens. Yeah. But that that's totally nothing to do with ponies, so I suppose I shouldn't well, go into it too. Well, 
Well, this is our random chaw time, so. <laughs> it's just for, for all the kids out there, they probably have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, I like, just, I like that. Go ahead. Yeah, it just that's been kind of occupying my mind since, like, since it happened. Okay. See, I like Hobby Lobby in certain aspects. They have a they have a brand of yarn that's exclusive to them, and it's a very good it's a very good acrylic yarn. It's it's the same lines as like Red Heart, except for when you work with it, Red Heart does. When you work with Red Heart, it becomes very itchy and scratchy and stiff, whereas this stuff stays very loose and pliable. Now, see, I've never had that problem with Red Heart yarn. I mean, I knit, I don't crochet, so maybe it's different if you crochet. But I've never, I've always found Red Heart to be an excellent material for knitting. Yeah, unfortunately for my crocheting, it's just, I, I just don't like it. Um, what I don't like about them is they are the only craft store that you can walk into around um, Halloween time and they have absolutely nothing for Halloween. Well, of course not. Halloween is a pagan holiday. Right. Or or they'll have something and it's like the world's tiniest Halloween section. But you ask them what do you have of what would Jesus do? And you have like about half the score. <laughs> well, because see, that's the problem with Hobby Lobby is that they're not just an arts and crafts store. They feel it is their personal mission to try and force as many people to either be Christian or to not be able to practice or celebrate their beliefs as possible. So if you're Christian, they're all for you, as long as you're exactly the same type of Christian that they are. But if you're not the same type of Christian that they are, or if you have a completely different set of beliefs, or if you don't believe in anything, then you're screwed. Because... Oh, yeah. And... It just bothers me because I I was born in this country and I grew up being taught about the rights and responsibilities of being an American citizen, about the Constitution, about voting, about politics. I mean, my dad would explain all the ballots he was voting on to me when I was little. By the time I was old enough to vote, I already you know, knew how to read the the voter's manual, knew how to analyze the the issues at hand, knew pretty much how I was going to vote. Because I grew up with a family that's very patriotic, very, very involved in 
the many ways that, in which we can participate in our government. And maybe it's because people just aren't like that anymore, that the Supreme Court feels like they can make these rulings that are not just and are not constitutional because people aren't involved anymore, you know. I can't tell you how many people my age or younger I hear saying things like, my vote won't make a difference. I'm, I'm protesting by not voting. No, you're not. You're sitting on the sidelines whining like a little baby. If you really don't like what's happening, you have to take a stand. You not just stand okay. out there and pick plane or create memes on Facebook. You have to vote. You have to write to your to your representatives and and it, people don't do that anymore. No. And so it was a very hard fourth of July for me for that reason because I'm supposed to be celebrating a country country that I was born in and its freedom and its liberty, freedom and justice for all, and we don't have freedom and justice for all. And especially not not for women and not for L- the LGBT community. There's still racism. And it just it makes me so sad when there's so much potential in our country to be that shining city on the hill. And and we're not living up to that, you know. If we no. really want to be a country, if that I mean, because that's what everybody's saying. Well, well, this is a Christian country, which is bull, because it was yeah. supposed to be a country where anybody could be anything as long as they weren't hurting anyone. And yeah, but Actually. if people really want to claim that we're going to be this this bastion of Christianity, we're going to have to start actually behaving like it and and not trying to discriminate against people or shame people or or condemn people because Jesus wasn't about any of that and Christian means follower of Christ, not follower of Paul, not follower of Isaac or, you know, any of the other guys. You're specifically following Christ. Paul had some opinions, but he didn't even know Christ. He never met the guy. So why everybody's like, well, Paul says this. I don't care. Paul was a psychopath. A reformed psychopath, but a psychopath nonetheless. <laughs> I wouldn't have. He was a serial killer who decided to stop after he became blind for three days. Oh, good idea. <laughs> I actually, I was, I was actually reading that the other day. He went into a cave to take a leap. And was stricken blind. And was stricken blind for three days. And when he when he was blind, he was shown some visions that made him convert to Christianity. I'm pretty sure that's where they get the uh, the saying, "Don't touch it; it'll make you go blind." Yeah. But okay. this is not a good sign if it's an admirable character. Yeah. If you're gonna be Christian, start actually doing what Christ said instead of what Paul said or any of the other old guys in the Bible. Jesus very very sick instructions and it seems like nobody follows them. Two thousand years later, nobody follows him. 
Exactly. But they all claim to be following them. And it just, ah. But anyway, so that was my week. Okay, it's also, also, one last thing about Hobby Lobby. Another thing is um, Sunday. That's the one day that most people have off from work. And Not in this state. Well, I mean, in general, okay. No, not even in general. You have it off if you work in an office. If you don't work in an it's office, you work on Sundays. Even though some offices do work. But here's my point, okay? Um, Sunday is another day where, like, some people who do work, you know, during the week, maybe Sunday is their only day to go out and do their shopping. Okay. Hobby Lobby is the only retail store that is actually closed on Sunday. That's actually the only thing I've ever heard about Hobby Lobby that I'm in favor of. Yeah, but if but if you have that the only day can go out and do their shopping is on Sunday. Everybody has two days off a week. Yeah, but if their day off, okay. Some people have a day off during the week, and some people have a day off on Sunday. Okay. Ninety percent of that day off during the week, they have to deal with other stuff. My complaint about having to work in retail was the fact that I always wanted Sunday off. I need a weekend day off. And I prefer Sunday because I like to go to church. And I have family that likes to do things on the weekends. And working in retail, I've been left out of a lot of those unless I really know how to strong arm my employer. Because they're like, well, you know, you have to work on the weekends because people do their shopping on the weekends. And my thought was always, I don't care. I may be an employee, but I need to spend time with my family too, just like all those jerks that make more than me that work in offices. I don't, I don't care if they want to go shopping on Sunday. So that. Actually, the the whole hut not being open on Sunday is probably the only thing that I approve of about Hobby Lobby. Well, then that because will be three. <laughs> at least the people that work at Hobby Lobby have one weekend day off where they can know they can make plans to be with their family on the weekend. You know, there's two weekend days, Saturday and Sunday. But see, here's the thing. They sit there and go so that our so our employees can, you know, celebrate their faith and stuff like that. Not everyone celebrates celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday or on a Sunday. True. Seventh Day Adventists think that the seventh day was on Saturday, and I'm pretty sure. 
I'm the Pol- Polish do it. Their Sabbath is on a Monday. The Chinese theirs is on a Monday. See, there, that's the but, problem I have but, with it. They're sitting there saying but, so everyone can ce- celebrate the Sabbath. Well, not everybody does it on a Sunday. Well, no, it's it's not so that I, I mean they might be saying that everybody can celebrate the Sabbath, but. Uh, what I'm saying is, as a someone who has had a long and glorious career in the dead-end job of retail, um, that whether or not you celebrate the Sabbath, it's really important to have one weekend day, whether it be Saturday or Sunday. It is really important to have one weekend day that you can get together with family, that your family can plan family functions on, because they never plan those on a Thursday. Family never goes, let's get together on a Wednesday. They don't do that. They're like, hey, let's get together on Saturday. Let's get together on Sunday. And if you work retail, at least in Oregon, you're screwed. You can't go. Or if you come, you come at the very tail end of the party, all the food is gone, and you missed out on most you know, most of the family. Anybody who left early, you didn't get to see. Well, see, that's where coming in, going, you know, I need X, Y, Z off. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't do anything. You can say I need X, Y, Z off, and in Oregon, the most commonly heard rebuttal is, well, the needs of the store come first. And we need you to be here on those days. See, there has to be something in state law. But unfortunately, here's the thing. Most employers are banking on the fact that their employee doesn't know the state laws. And I hate to say it, 90% of employees don't know the state laws. Oregon is an outlaw employment state. They can, you are expected to show up for all scheduled shifts, and it you can be fired for any reason or no reason, with or without notice. Yeah. Okay. With or without explanation, they can just say, "By the way, you're fired. Go away." They don't even have to tell you. They could be completely discriminating against you. But you'll never know because they don't have to tell you in Oregon. See, I think there's still um, a federal mandate that states state have to inform you of why they're firing you. Nope, not in an at-will employment state. Yeah, okay. Well, why don't we because I, I called the bureau. I called the Bureau of Labor and Industry once, and they said it's an at-will employment state. There's nothing we can do about it. Well, let's get off the the employment topic here, because well, anyway, we can go on about that for all night, and I'll have to delete the show. Ah. Well, anyway, so yes, I have just been worrying about the condition of the country that I have to raise my daughter in. And I haven't even been able to buy any ponies. 
Oh, dear. Oh, see, I haven't been yep. here, but that's only because of lack of fundage. Now, what I have done is I have heard everybody talking about how they're going to the fair and what they're bringing to the fair, what they hope to buy at the fair, and what they hope to sell at the fair. And I don't get to go to the fair. Well, I'm right right there with you in the same boat. Well, it's just, you know, I don't live in the Midwest. I, I can't afford... $600 person more if I want all the seats together plus hotel accommodations plus fair entrance for three people I mean if it's not in the Pacific Northwest I can't get there and what's frustrating is is people have been posting what they're going to sell at the fair and there's ponies that I want to buy from them, but they're not willing to sell them until they get back from the fair, and only if they haven't sold at the fair. Well, I can see why, because 90% of all the, all the, um, all 90% of it is done cash. So they don't have to worry about, you know, all those stupid fees. Yeah. I mean, unless you you get someone who is willing to go ahead and just say, hey, you know what, I'll cover the fee. Which, well, which I always cover the fee one. usually, but... Well, so do I, unless it's going to be an exuberant amount, in which case it's kind of like, you know... I actually left a group chat because all they could talk about was was fair stuff. And I really had nothing to add to the conversation. So it was either leave the conversation or whine about how I'm not going to be able to go. You know, and, and I just, I wish that it was held in the Pacific Northwest at least once. If it was in well, Seattle, I could go. Well, as I said, you have to mention that. To who? You you have to mention it to Summer. She's the person who's not Summer Boyd, but Summer Hayes. Again, she is the one who's running it. Okay. Well, you'll have to give me her, her information. She's on the board. I can't remember who what she is on the board. Unfortunately. Well, I just found her on Facebook. I'll try and add her as a friend and see if it works. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, whining about you know. I wish they would come. Here. You have to put in the work. It's like what I tell everybody. You know, unless you ask for it, nobody's just going to say, "Oh, why don't we do this." Because, I mean, that was the one problem that everyone was having before. All the, all the, all the, everything was being done on the West Coast. 
I don't think it's ever been out here on the West Coast. It's been in Nevada. It's been in... But Nevada is not the West Coast. California. Yes, it is. California. No, it's it, it doesn't touch the Pacific. Pacific. It's in the Pacific time zone. So it's on no the one is No one on the West Coast acknowledges Nevada as being on the West Coast. It's on the West Coast. Not to anybody in California, Oregon, or Washington. It's in the West. It was in the West, okay? My point here is everybody was complaining. So someone that was in the Midwest, more East took over. Can't make it to Nevada either. If I have to cross the east border of Oregon, I can't make it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. People make it from Canada. People have made it from Germany. Well, they have more money than me. Well, it's also they they just save up. Oh, they just save up to get to that point. Uh, there's nothing to save up. We barely get the bill paid. There is no saving up. I mean, some people can make it, some people can't. Yes, well, anyway, there's no point in me participating in a chat about the Pony Fair. I've never been. I probably never will because it probably never will come to the Pacific Northwest. Even though Seattle is, quite frankly, the best place to have a convention. But as have I you ever, said, uh, you have to take and mention that because as soon as the fair closes up, they start preparations for the next one because they're looking to get, you know, everything booked. That's what I'm saying. You know, start mentioning it. You know, as I say, someone has to take and stand up and say, hey, I have an idea. (laughs) Oh, computer, there you go. It tried to shut down on me. Come on. Go on there. There's a good screen. You can do it. There you go. Yep. All right. I totally need a new laptop. Smack it. It will obey. Did you know my birthday is in... What... One, two, three, four, five, six days. Yes, you told me that. <laughs> yep. A week from yesterday. <laughs> Our next show, I will be 34 years old. Where does the time go? 
Um, it's eaten by children. So I guess uh, Summer Blade isn't going to be with us this week. She still hasn't popped up. No, she hasn't popped up and she hasn't responded back to me. It's like the fact that I messaged her on Facebook just after she messaged you. Anyway, now that my weekend, it was good, but it also sucked. It was good as my mother and I, we got to go out and spend some time with my uncle. It sucked in the fact that he has a pool and, of course, Thursday we got there and it was too late for us to go in the pool and it was too cool. Friday it was too cool. Saturday it was too cool. It gets to yesterday. And yesterday it was a perfect, perfect, perfect hot weather day to go in the pool. And of course we were leaving. You need to come out here. It's plenty hot to get in the pool. It's 95 degrees. The baby and I are hanging out in the one room that has air conditioning. Well, see, normally it's really, it's pretty much, it's pretty much um, hot and warm this time of year, but it's like, Every other weekend that we haven't gone out, out there, it's been hot. The day we get, we, the day that we, do, the weekend we do go, is all cool and cold. I would take cold over hot and warm any day. Although I want to know how it can be both hot and warm at the same time. Oh, you know what I mean. See, here we have hot and moist, hot and dry. (laughs) Have you seen that Build-A-Bear has Decora available online only? No, I have not. Oh, my gosh. They yeah the they decided to include Zakora, but only if you're ordering online. New My Little Tony Zakora Cora online only. Let me put a link in the chat room. Yeah, I just sent put a link in the chat room, but she is really cute. She's very cute looking. And she's $10 more than the other ponies, plus shipping.
And then they're announcing that Applejack and Apple Bloom are going to be released, or have been released. I need to go actually pop in to my local Build-A-Bear and see. But they gave Applejack her gala duds. You can buy Applejack's gala duds, which I'm really excited about. It's actually the most show-accurate outfit for a pony that I've seen so far. Cool. Very cool. Yes. So I'm... In a little bit, I'm going to go in and I'm going to get Apple Bloom and Applejack, and I'm totally getting the duds. Fred will not be (laughs) pleased because he thinks it's silly. But he doesn't understand how cool it is that she has her cowboy hat, four actual cowboy boots, and not just the crappy Build-A-Bear shoes. No offense, Build-A-Bear. And the actual gala duds. So, well, you know, men just don't understand. Yeah. Maybe maybe they understand if if they're bronies, but I really don't think that as a whole men understand. No. But yeah, Zakora is thirty five. Applejack is twenty five. Trixie is twenty five. Apple Bloom is going to be 15. But, yeah, it just... Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're pen, patting your head. Do you need a hat? <laughs> well, what are we patting our head for? What? What are you trying to tell me? Okay. She just did that. She just did the sign for hat. I don't know if she means she wants the hat or or if she means something else or what. I don't know. <sighs> okay, I'm trying to figure out. Because basically, if you pick one accessory, you can get her her shipping for free. But of course, what they did was they didn't give her any accessories. Yeah. Yeah, she, sadly, Zakora doesn't get any accessories. But I bet she would look cute in the cape that they have for Trixie.
Hmm. Yeah, and they have sayings uh, for Trixie, Applejack, Twilight Sparkle, Pinkie Pie, Fluttershy. Rainbow Dash and Rarity, but have any uh, speaking things for Zakora? Yeah, they don't have any accessories for Zakora. They don't even have any like sayings for her. Although it should well, be pointed out that the sayings are stupid because they're not actually voiced by the people who do the voices on the show. Okay. There you go. You buy Sakura. You add in the My Little Pony sound, which is $7, and all it is is the theme song for the show... That just brings the price up to $42, but you get the shipping for free. Now, the theme song is actually the My Little Pony theme song, so that one's okay. Yeah. But, oh, hello, pony baby. But guess what? Hello, pony baby. You're still a dollar... A dollar five more than if you would just suck it up and pay the shipping. <laughs> because it's forty two dollars if you get it with the sound. And it's forty nine forty dollars and ninety five cents without the sound and you're paying the five dollars and ninety five cents worth of shipping. Yeah, but you know, some people feel like they're getting a better deal by getting the sound than by paying for shipping. Yeah. Or or you get you can get the build a bear rainbow tutu. And you can get this for free shipping. Oh, Melody. <laughs> and you save 95 cents. <laughs> oh, poor Melody. She's having a hard time with the heat. Well, what's wrong with her feet? Well, it keeps us from really being able to play in the front room. Oh, okay. Oh, you said heat. So, I thought you said heat. Oh, that's because she was trying to stick her hand in my mouth. But do you want to go ahead and... Oh, wait. So do we want to make make this un-pony, non-pony announcement... Huh? Do we want to make an unpony announcement? 
future. Something that we had discussed about several several months ago. Everyone was excited. Oh, are you talking about Sailor Moon Crystal? Yes. Sure. I my husband um downloaded the first episode and we watched it. And then we watched the first episode of the original series. And I brought out my manga. Please stop digging your toenails into me, baby. That hurts. And I have to say I'm actually really impressed with Sailor Moon Crystal's first episode. Yeah, I think pretty much the first episode of... The American version, Japanese version, the manga, and this this show, they've all been basically the same plot. The same the, that very first episode has been very much very much the the, the spot on plot. Yes, the, the the animation style is really different though, and. Um, and that's the biggest difference in that first episode. But as the episodes go along, like, they add filler episodes, and, like, it takes forever for Sailor Mercury to show up in the original English dub. Like, I think she doesn't show up till like, episode seven or eight. She'll be showing up in the next episode of Crystal. The same thing with, um... The Japanese version because it was the spot on version episode by episode except for a couple of episodes that weren't showed that weren't shown in the US. Pretty much yeah, that first episode mirror image per- perfectly and I think the newer version was a lot better tale. You know, I agree. I think showed, it showed that you know this creature being born that was going to end up taking over Molly's mom or whatever her her name is in Japanese, her mother's mom, rather than okay, there's suddenly this monster there. Did she just appear after the sale? Or did she appear before the sale? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, it it was really neat to see Jedi summoning her. Yeah. And well, the nice. the scripting for Jedi is more true to the manga. He's not. Oh darn that Sailor Moon, er, you know, like in the original English tub. He's he's rather amused and yeah. and you know slightly well, charmed have... by the, the the pretty yet interfering Sailor Scout. And yeah. and and oh, and they're not. I like that they're not call. She's not calling herself a Sailor Scout because since she doesn't mean Scout. It means warrior, soldier. Um, so the the fact that they're calling her a, a 
soldier or guardian is is much more true to the to the language, and I hope that it carries over into the English when they do it in English. Yeah, I don't. You know, I think that they're, they're. I think they're planning on just keeping the Japanese and just doing the dubbing because I think this time around they're not dubbing it way after the show's already been released in Japan. The, the show is being consistent. It's being released in Japan and it's being released everywhere else. So it's being it's being produced in all at the same time rather than produced, released in Japan and then dubbed later on. Well, so far I haven't been able to find an English dub yet, but I'm hoping yeah, no, that there'll be one I'm soon. And that, that subtitled. Oh, subtitled. subbed, yeah. Sorry, subbed, not dubbed. But, you know, they're not, you know, waiting to go ahead and do the subtitling in which that's where some of the some of the context gets a little muddled. Yeah, well, it's basically the, they're basically using the exact same language that was used in yeah. the manga. So I think they're really keeping in mind that people, you know, 20 years later aren't as ignorant of anime and manga in the United States as they were in the 90s and right. that we we have expectations that it's going to be taken seriously in the United States just as it is in Japan and they yeah. I in the 90s I don't think they knew how well it was going to go over you know um were people going to like it? Were people, you know, is this going to be appropriate for an American audience? And now they know that the American audience wants the same stories and subject matter that it was originally produced with. Yeah. You know, if we wanted cutesy and flowery, we got strawberry shortcake for that. Exactly. Um, and another nice thing is, they have a lot of the same voice characters. Now, see, the, I wasn't interested in them having the same voice characters at all. Because I grew up, and when I did go back and listen to the, the Japanese dub, unfortunately, due to the particular nuances of my particular hearing loss, high-pitched voices, if I can hear them, do not sound palatable to me because I can't hear all the sounds. So I'm guessing that the reason why high-pitched, particularly high-pitched female Japanese voices sound so abrasive to me is because I'm not hearing all the sounds so it's not as balanced sounding to me. Now, I am pleased that when I listen to it, none of the voices seemed particularly high. I'm guessing that's because Usagi's voice, Japanese voice actress is 20 years older now. And it's yeah. hard to... When you get to be like 40, 
I thought it was great because it was kind of like, wow, I recognize that voice. <laughs> See, I was thrilled because I didn't recognize the voice. It sounds different to me, and that's what I'm looking for. I did not. Well, I, I don't have any love for the original Japanese dub. I have no. Uh, I I never enjoyed the the like I said the higher octaves of the voices of the characters. It just I hated the Japanese music. I despised the Japanese music of the original. I do like the music that they chose for this part for Sailor Moon Crystal. I think it's much better. It has a very Ranma one-half-esque sound. And I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I I thought the moment where, I'm going to use their their American name simply because of how dopey I still am. I'm gonna ruin the uh, Japanese versions. Where Serena and Darian met for the very first time, it wasn't the original version of eh, what a you know, whatever. He just has that look of like, oh my god, something about you. I remember something. Yeah, it it. The new animation style really allows there to be a greater sense of emotion between the two between characters. You know, his in the in the first in the original Sailor Moon, those horrible sunglasses. Do you remember those horrible sunglasses? I remember those horrible sunglasses he was wearing. God, I hated those sunglasses. And they totally covered up his eyes. There was really no expression you could gain while he was wearing those sunglasses. And in the current animation style of Sailor Moon Crystal, you can actually see his eyes behind the sunglasses. And they're not hideous 90s sunglasses anymore. And... Shame on you, 90s, for putting out such terrible glasses. And um, and the, you, it's animated so well that you could really see the sense of emotion and recognition when he first saw her, yeah. that he was taken aback, you know. Yeah, it was kind of like... And, yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. It, yeah, it was definitely the, oh, my God, I recognize you, but I don't know from where. You know, well, you know, I almost got the sense that, like, he, he, he recognized her as looking similar to the girl in his dreams. Yeah. And was probably a bit startled and, like, you know, when you're looking at someone and you're going through that dialogue in your head where it's like, this person should not be someone I recognize. This is really creepy. Yeah. This is really creepy because I recognize this person. That's just... Oh, yeah. And then... 
And then the way she met Luna. Spot on manga. I'm very impressed with Sailor Moon Crystal, yeah. and I think I'm going to enjoy it both in Japanese and in English this time because it seems like the Japanese dubbing is more thoughtful this time. And yeah. even if they have the same actors and actresses, they seem to be taking the the role more seriously or just doing a better job with it. Yeah. And the the animation is so strikingly similar to the the panels in the manga that you know, I can actually flip through the manga and it's like watching the show. Yeah, and I've already said it. Um, my intentions are well. My one of my intentions are to try and watch my my DVDs along with the show, the new show, which I know probably an episode or two into it is probably going to be useless because they'll be going in a completely different way. Well, you'll probably have to skip around. So, like, the second episode is obviously where Salem Mercury is going to come in. So you're going to have to, like, fast forward. Yeah. To the episode where Mercury first appears. And just disregard all the filler episodes. Oh, yeah. And I'm all switched on that because I still have my brand new Salem and mangas. They're still untouched. I will also read those as the episodes progress. But it will it will actually be a nice thing um, for anyone who doesn't know. They're releasing episodes every two every on the first and third Saturdays of the month. They're currently being broadcast on several different websites. You can kind of Google to try and find them. Uh, For those of you who have Hulu, though, they're going to actually be putting up the episodes direct to Hulu. Yeah. I don't know if we're actually going to get Hulu because that's like the only show on Hulu. Okay. I made this this offer to Samantha. Okay. If you want, Mm -hmm. I can give you access to my Hulu. Sure. You know, this way you you can watch it. Just let me know when you're watching the Hulu because I can only have, you can only have Two people, like two machines on at a time. Gotcha. <laughs> I am willing to share my Hulu with those I do know. <laughs> well, we, maybe we can we can plan a, a, a Sailor Moon watching day where we watch Hulu together and talk on the phone about. Oh my gosh! Look at that. There you go. 
<laughs> if you reference page 24, you'll see that this is exactly the same. <laughs> As in manga, volume 3, chapter 2. <laughs> or whatever. There we go. <laughs> we will have fun. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, as I said, I realize that's not a pony thing, but so many pony people are also anime people, manga people. We all mix up in this great, big, huge, big vat, and it still brings me back to the one thing I would love someone to make, a Sailor Moon custom. I've seen some really awesome ones. I can't I remember seen... who it was who did my favorite Sailor Jupiter one. It may have been Lightning Silver Mana, but maybe it was someone else. Someone did a a sweetheart sister pose and turned it into a Sailor Jupiter, and it was really well done. Well, see, I want I want specifically Sailor Moon. I've seen some Sailor Moons done out of the giant Princess Celestia that were the eternal Sailor Moon. Oh, man, I want to see. I want, I need, yeah, I need to see pictures of that because I have um, someone had made uh, Mistress Nine. Uh, custom, and I bought it. And I really would love to have a Sailor Moon to go with her. Because, really, you need to have a Sailor Moon to look her dead in the eye and just say, I'm going to defeat you (laughs) after I cry like a baby. (laughs) Well, you know, I've been... I've been thinking about making one of my Sailor Moon. A long time ago, I was part of a Sailor Moon community, and I I made G2 Sailor Moon ponies, sprites, for people that people could put on their websites as adoptables. Since we're talking about plush ponies today, I'm going to send you a link on our chat. Oh, Samantha's in our chat. Hi, Samantha. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to notice that. Baby, please don't help. Now that you've nursed some. Did you poop again? No. Okay. Ah. There we go. Okay. I just put a link in the chat room to a plush Sailor Moon pony. And... Yes. Hello, Samantha. Yeah, that one, it's it's a G4 oh, plush Sailor Moon pony that I think is really well done. 
apparently been a couple of plush Sailor Moon ponies. Um... Yeah, I just saw one custom Sailor Moon, and I really don't like her. I mean, she's nice, but it's... I'm trying to search, and you'd think that that would be working better. Um, Sailor Moon. I guess the, the hair would be kind of... The hard part to do, huh? Mm, that one's not as good. That's drawn art. That one's okay. Also plushy. I guess I'll. These are also custom plushies. Which I have to say, I'm always very impressed. Yes, Samantha, your ninja skills still at work. <laughs> um, I'm always really imp- impressed by people who can make plushies because my sewing is crap. Okay, here's a G3 Sailor Neptune. Um, sound like that one. Let me see if I can find them in my favorites. They're from like ages ago. So, okay, do 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 favorites. Well, see, see, I mean, Sailor Neptune. All the other, all the other scouts are a little bit easier to do. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, anything bad, but they're a little bit easier to do in the fact of their hair is pretty much normal, normal straight hair. Where Yeah, I, I actually tried to do, like, Rini's hairstyle on a custom pony recently, and I could not do okay. it because the position of the ears interferes with the position of the buns. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean it's really very hard. Yeah, that's why I, I figure I'll never I'll never see or get a custom of Sailor Moon simply because her hair is so specific. It's two buns and it's pigtails. And it can't two beads on the top of her head, and there you have her. No, it it needs to be two buns and pigtails. So a customizer would actually literally have to de-hair the pony, fill in all the all the holes for the mane, and then create the mane from scratch somehow. Uh, 
Well, you know, like I said, I have seen it done. I just need to find in my customs person who did it because I did find one person who I thought did a really good job. Do you realize I have 143 pages of favorites for just custom ponies and pony artwork? Wow. There's a nice starlight. Uh, Oh, you want to start talking plush ponies? (laughs) I just realized... It's not for an hour and 12 minutes. (laughs) Oh, that's nothing. Oh, that's a really cool glory. 3D. Uh, Um, Oh, Okami, that one's pretty good. Not Sailor Moon, but it's nice. Oh, very cute. Um... Well, I've gone through 20 pages so far. (laughs) Uh, You know, you'd think this would be easier. You'd think that you could, like, search your favorites, like they'd have a search just for your favorites. But net And stuff. But Evil Celestia, lots of moon dan- dancer customs and drawings because you know me. Um, Cookie surprise, and that's a dark angel Diana. Um, Only about a hundred more pages to go. (laughs) Baby certainly has a lot to say today. Ah. Chan has made some excellent customs, hasn't she? Yes. Uh, I totally forgot back in the day. Man, she was the person to, like, get it. I still don't have a Chan custom, and she's retired now, I think, and Oh, embroidered corset pony. Nice. Ah, uh, uh, Goth Sugarberry by Calavista. That was a good one. And I'm Simply Steffi, Last Unicorn, which I have. Uh, 
Wow, this must have been ages ago. Was it ages ago? It couldn't have been, well, I suppose it could have been that long ago. The show's been out for four years. Does this seem weird to you that the toy line in the show is like four years old now? Well, it's been that long. (laughs) Yeah, it's been that long. You know, people have been G4s for like four years now. Oh, little baby last unicorn by Steffi. Another last unicorn by Steffi. Tiger Silk. Wow. I totally forgot about all of these. Shame on me. I need to go through my favorites more often. And Amber Julietta, it's a shame we can't get her on the phone because she makes some fantastic customs. But being long distance and all. Yeah. Well, how long distance is she? She's in Mexico. Uh, Skype. Yeah, I tried to get get her on the show before, and she just says it's too hard. Well, she can do, if she has a Skype thing, she can do that. I don't know if she has a Skype thing. I will have to ask her. Okay. Sweet. Okay, Samantha just said, you know, there's a tutorial out to do um, mini mouse ears, and she said maybe that could be used for the buns. You know, hmm. I hope it's not one of these ones by Tiella that says deviation in storage. Wouldn't that just be my luck? (laughs) Calavista's been doing some nice work for years and years now. Here's Strawberry Shortcake by Enchantress. I always like that one. Blueberry Muffins, Strawberry Shortcake. You know what? This is, ri- this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe if I put G4 MLP Sailor Moon. Oh, here's 
Yeah, Lightning Silver Mana, here's the and Uranus and Venus, Mercury, Neptune, Pluto, Saturn, Mars. I bet you it was by Lightning Silver Mana. So let me on hers and see if I can find there's Wicked Lady. Okay, so here's I'm gonna send you a link to her Wicked Lady. I thought you would think think that that would be um harder because Wicked Lady is basically Mini Moon just as an adult. Yeah, I just put a link to Chibi Moon. See. Yeah, I think I'm going to end up just renaming this episode Sailor Moon Deviation. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm pretty sure it was probably, I'm almost sure, uh, that it was, okay, let's see, there's, Here's Luna. Um, Which one is this? This is Iron Mouse. But yeah, these are for sale. So maybe she just did these recently. She might might have in um in time for the new show. That is possible. Neptune, oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. There we go. You can see the the ones she's done. I just showed a big group picture. I bet you, I bet you Sailor Moon is already sold. 
is probably why I'm not seeing it in the for sale. Yep. Well, anyway, the, the, the link I just posted in the chat room is all the Sailor Scouts she's done recently. Okay. But yeah, it's the picture is called Custom Sailor Moon Project. So yeah, you can see in the big picture that there's Sailor Moon, Mini Moon, Dark Lady, Iron Mouse. I'm guessing those little dark ones are probably Phobos and Deimos? Uh Mars's Ravens. And then there's Jupiter, Venus, Mercury. Uh, but yes, those are the best ones I have seen regarding Sailor Moon. The and I think she used the Mickey Mouse ear trick to do Sailor Moon's buns so well, that they're flat yeah, instead of... Yeah, I think she did. I, I mean, I just kind of wish that I still knew the person who had made... Mistress Nine. Um, as I said, she kind of fell out with the pony community. I guess some issues came up. And, you know, I wish I could get in touch with her and see if she'd be willing to go ahead and do a, sa a Sailor Moon. Because I loved hers because the entire outfit for Mistress Nine, it isn't fabric. She actually sculpted the entire dress. Well, you know, if you have Mistress Nine, you, what you really need to go with her is Sailor Saturn. Ah, uh, this is true. <laughs> well, Sailor and, and Super Sailor Moon. And I just put a link to um, Lightning Silver Mana's Sailor Saturn, which is for sale. What was that about? Well, technically, he was selling something. Well, yes. Why don't Why don't we get to uh, to the plushies? What page are we going to use for plushies? Yeah, I I closed quite often when it was open and it was. Yeah. I've been a place to come in and then it's live and it's not. Yep. I just can't lose the dog in the nest that somebody was at the uh, door. 
Okay, I get the hint. <laughs> Ow! Now, there is no hitting the host. <laughs> I get to hit everybody else, but nobody hits the host. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So seriously, what what website are we using for the plushies? Uh, we're going to use um, the normal website we've been using for G3. Emerald Land? Like, yeah. It looks like they're pretty much perfect and up to date. Okay. So, flesh ponies, G3. So, which ones are we on now? Well, we're just starting them. <laughs> I thought we started them last week. No, we did mail orders last week. Did we? Yeah. Mm, fine. Then. Trust me, I might be first... on medication. I'm not on that much. Okay. Well, then, going in the order that they have them on MLP land, the first plush ponies that we have to talk about are the knit plush ponies, Cheerilee and Pinkie Pie. We'll start with Cheerilee. Now, these came out in 2008, and they're kind of cute. Yeah, they are. Ponies. In fact, their legs look, at least Cheerilee's, her legs look like they're kind of that dark pinky purple and light pinky purple argyle. On her front display hoof is a little, like, patchwork square that says cheerily and sort of embroidery, yarny-looking letters. Her um, cutie mark and is... Her, um, her legs actually kind of resemble being, like, you know, a Catholic schoolgirl skirt. Argyle. Yep. Yes. Well, and it also gives her a very punk sort of look almost. You know, her oh, hair yeah. is made of ribbons. She's got the argyle legs, which look like they could be stockings. Um, her Her big cherry blossom is also argyle embroidered cherry blossoms above it. So, you know, she's very she, she's very cute and yet very punk. I kind of like her. Yeah. And the fabric, it isn't, you know, it isn't like a flat fabric that, you know, they did a few things to make it look like it's knitted. The fabric actually looks like a knit pattern for the main part yeah, of the body. It, 
it looks like the sort of knit that you'd see on like a knit sweater or a knit yeah. sock. So that's pretty cool. I, I actually really like these the the look of, of this pony. And it looks, I mean, and the eyes and, you know, the symbols, you know, just like on any piece of, like, knitting, you know, maybe someone's going to, like, iron on, you know, a patch onto it. Yeah, it almost it almost looks like embroidery to me, like yeah. a really professional embroidery. So that's pretty cool. Now, I wish oh, I yeah. could say... That Pinkie Pie looks as good as Cheerilee. Pinkie Pie does not look as good as Cheerilee because she does not get Argyle legs. She gets <laughs> giant polka-dotted legs. Which kind of looks like the giant measles. She she looks more <laughs> clown than punk, I'd say. Yeah. Or either that, or she just has a very bad case of the uh, chicken pox. Yeah, something. And she just, she just doesn't look as nice as cheerily. No, she definitely does not. And yeah, she has the light pink, dark pink polka dot on face pink body and the legs. Uh, again, she has the embroidery named etch on her right on her display hoof. She has again ribbons which are all pink. Go figure, Pinkie Pie pink. And yeah. she has a symbol again which looks like it's been embroidered on. Yeah, they're she's not a bad plush pony, but I think that they should have stuck with the Argyle and just did different colors and maybe not done two pink ponies. You know, if they had done like Pinkie Pie and Star Song or Pinkie Pie and Rainbow Dash. You know. But they so yeah, well. One dark pink, purple. Well, yes, but like if you were to give her, if you were to give Pinkie Pie art the same kind of argyle pattern, it would probably be very similar to the argyle that Shirley has. That's what I'm saying. Which is, I think, is why they went with the polka dots. But yeah. again, the polka dots just look more clown-like than than schoolgirl punk. Yeah. So I think if I had had to choose between either getting a Pinkie Pie or a Cheerilee, I probably would have chose Cheerilee. Because she's just more my personality type. Definitely. And it's a shame that those were the only two knit plushies like, they didn't do all the Core 7. They just did those two. So. Which actually might have been a good thing because 
then it would have been, oh, God, they're doing more for seven. But it would have given people a chance to get a a knit plush pony that wasn't pink, though. You know, they could have done... It could have been done in a way that it seemed more interesting than the Core 7 ponies normally seemed. I mean, don't don't you think that if they would have stuck with, like, our, every, the Core 7, everyone had the Argyle legs in, you know, the colors of their, their pony with the ribbon hair that, you know might have looked better than just the hundreds and hundreds of duplicate Core 7 ponies and the Core 7 toes. Yeah. Because that was really the downfall of the Core 7 was that they stopped doing different poses. There wasn't really any variation on the design except for a few special holiday ones. And that really wasn't too exciting. So... I think, but I think the knit ponies could have been something special and that they could have done the Core 7 without it seeming like, oh, them again. Because they still did them again. They just only did two. Right. If they were just going to do two, they could have chosen one of the earlier ponies that weren't Core 7, like Minty or... Um, Kimono. Like, if they had done Minty and Kimono, would that not have rocked? But unfortunately, at that time, they had already picked what seven ponies they were just going to stick with. That was the well, whole yeah, thing. But what I'm, deviating from that. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, this, it, it, like, like I'm saying, if... They, what they basically did here was they were trying to revive it. That's all they were trying to do. They were trying to revive, you know, the Boar 7, but fortunately, it didn't work. See, just my thinking would have been if they weren't going to do all seven, they should have picked two that they hadn't done in a while that had been outrageously popular, like Kimono and Minty. Again, they weren't going to deviate from their seven at that time. Uh, Obviously they didn't, but I'm just saying that they should have. But they wouldn't have, is what I'm trying to say. Well, obviously they wouldn't have because they didn't, but it doesn't change the fact that they should have. Wouldn't and should have aren't necessarily exclusive. They should have done it. They didn't do it. They weren't going to do it, but they still should have. I mean, obviously it was 2008, and they were trying to shove their idea down everybody's throats. But I'm just saying that a knit plush minty and kimono would have looked adorable. And I think would have done it sooner than they would have. If they would have done it sooner than they would have had minty. But up next are the My So Soft Baby Alive Ponies. Yay, the creepy ponies. 
<laughs> the creepy ponies that it's very funny. Um, back in 2010, when they had the fair down in Louisville, Kentucky, I got to meet at that point was our pony genie in real life. And the one thing she was doing at that time were Day of the Dead ponies, which were mainly uh, the sugar skulls. And the uh, heads that she picked for those were, of course, these so soft baby ponies. I had the delight of watching her decapitate one of these ponies, and I will tell you which one of these ponies it was when we do this that particular pony. Because all right, it well, why so don't disturbing to hear? The, I love you as you're decapitating it. <laughs> oh, that, I don't. I don't need to know that. Let's start with Petal Dove. This was, these ponies were from back in 2004. Dove was a purple-ish pony with purplish and pink and lilac hair and tail, mane and tail. Her symbol is a butterfly which is pink and purple. It is on her diaper. The diaper is white and trimmed with lace. Her body is made up of a floral pattern fabric that is purple, pink, white, blue, and green, which I am guessing is supposed to be some sort of a shirt sweater of some kind. The pony has white feet, which I don't know if those are supposed to be shoes or hooves. There they are. Like baby booties. Ah. It comes with a bottle and a brush and some sort of like big purple, pink carrier? Baby carrier. (laughs) Okay. But basically she has kind of a giant hippo head. And isn't isn't as cute as maybe she could be. It's almost, the head is actually, I'd venture to say, almost dinosaur-like. Yeah, I think it's reminiscent of of a T Rex with pony ears. I think what it was is they were trying to mimic um, the giant babies from G One. Those things were terrifying too. <laughs> I love yes. the G One. Don't get me wrong, but that was the one area of the G One line that I was just like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I definitely know when I move in, when we move in with my uncle and I pull this thing out to display it because I have one of the babies. 
my uncle's going to look at me and go, what is that thing? And I'm just going to stand there and say, it's a so soft baby. And he's probably going to look at the other ponies and look at this thing and go, um, what did she mate with? What did mom mate with? Godzilla? Yeah, this, <laughs> the, the G1 giant babies were kind of scary. Yeah. Um, now, the, there were baby ponies that were plushy in the G1 line that I liked, but they were like baby versions of the grown-up plushies. The, yeah. the ones that had this kind of a look I wasn't quite as fond of, but do go on. But um, this pony also, uh, this set could actually talk. Uh, this one, the page baby, when you put her put her bottle in her mouth, she makes drinking sounds. When you put her to bed, she falls, she yawns as she falls asleep. And when you press on her heart, heart, heart hook, she starts to giggle. Tony was sometimes referred, called baby alive. Because she does a lot of the things that the baby alive ponies would do, or the baby alive dolls would do. But her real name is Kettlebell. Now, I have a question for you, because I was trying to find this pony that I got for Baby Pony at a church rummage sale. It is a newborn baby Pinkie Pie. And it looks like there is a space to put batteries in her so that she can crawl around. Yeah. Just like she's maybe in the G3 or G3.5 style. Where where do I find her information at? Why don't we wait until Ponies After Dark to discuss that one? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we only have like 10 minutes of show left. Exactly. Goodness. All right. So that was Petal Dove. We spent an hour and a half on Sailor Moon. Oh, and I was well, trying you know to deviate us back to the ponies. <laughs> we were almost back to the ponies when you suggested the Sailor Moon thing. So I always All right. a small thing. But um, Pretty Powder the next... was the... Yes, Pretty Powder is the next one. Yes, and she is a Toys R Us Exclusive. She is a pink baby, and again, because this is a European website, it's not going to have as much information on on this girl. Um, see if silver. What is her little symbol on her diaper there? That's what I'm trying to find, but. Well, I can tell you that the pattern on her sweater shirt thing appears to be another sort of florally pattern, red and or pink and white flowers that kind of look like maybe they're pansies. Um, she's a pinky pipe, pretty powder. 
she's kind of a, a pinky pie pink or a dark pink. And she's got a pink baby carrier. She has a pink and dark pink bottle and a dark brush. But it's hard to tell what her symbol is. It, I don't know if that's a series of polka dots or a starburst or a firework or a flower. It's okay. really hard to say. Here we go. Except for... Did not help me. Aha, Amazon has her. I don't want that. Okay, let's see. Sadly on... Aha, here we go. It looks like a starburst pattern. It's just a random starburst pattern. Okay, and I'm looking on my little wiki, and it doesn't really say what the pattern is, but there's, they have a closer picture, at least of her floral print, and it does appear to be pansies. Okay. And, and she also she, she came with a bow headband that seems like a sort of pink and white check pattern. Yeah, and she also comes with the the brush and the um, bottle. Yes. So, but the last girl in the and again, this is a Toys R Us exclusive. The last in the line is Rose Blossom. Oh, and she also makes the drinking sound, yawns, and giggles. All of these ponies do the same exact thing. Not much deviation there. Uh, Rose Blossom, again, is another pink pony. So all three of these ponies were all a variation of pink. Yes, and she has, again, a floral print, but this time it is pink, white, and green floral. And she's called Rose Blossom, but the flower on her diaper appears to just be a generic five-petaled pink daisy-type flower. It doesn't actually look like a rose. And her carrier is dark pink. Her bottle is medium pink and dark pink. She's got a dark pink brush. Her mane and tail is pink and orange and dark pink. What is a nappy? Diaper. And how come it says diaper white, nappy, pink? I do not know what they mean by a nappy. I mean the bottle, because the bottle's pink and they don't lift the bottle. 
Maybe, yeah. Again, you have to figure this is another country. Yes, so these are the, the, the three baby alive ponies. Yeah. And then next, so soft baby ponies, there's uh, quite a few got, more. I going to say, we've only got five minutes. I don't think we can even touch those without getting Yeah. Lost. No, no, no. Uh, here's Becky. Here's Pinkie Pie. Here's Megan. Here's your bottle. You might be. Baby Pony does this thing where if she's trapped someplace, like in her crib or playpen, and she doesn't want to be there, she drops everything out. Ah, and that okay. is her way of telling you that she wants out. Well, at least she's Eventually, she runs out of things. <laughs> Oh, 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 still don't know what the he- the touching of your head means. Are you just frustrated? Are you Probably. just frustrated? Oh, poor baby doll. You've been very good for mommy today. No, no, we're not going to throw this over the side anymore. Come here, you. Oh, there's my baby. Oh. Oh. There's a good girl. She's wearing her pony shirt right now. She's got a T2 shirt that she wears when, like, as a night shirt because it's still a little too big. And it's got the main six. <laughs> well, uh, we should probably get kimono in while we still have a live audience. Getting there right now. This is Kimono, and you have listened to Bunny Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now that we're sort of in ponies after dark, what year is that crawling Pinkie Pie? Is that a G3.5 or is that a G3? Because it looks like it looks like the G3 newborns. Falling newborn Pinkie Pie? Yes. 
she's about the same size as the G4 baby princess Skyla. Trying to see if I can. Aha. Those up crawling Pinkie Pie. It has to be, I know it's earlier than 2011. It's got to be um, 2009, 2010. don't remember going over that, Tony, when we did the G3s. Because I think she falls under the uh, plushies. Well, the newborn cuties were 2009. But see, I'm looking at the plush ponies, at least on MLP land. And well, as I said, we're going to have to we're going to have to kind of piecemeal together all of our websites. Yeah. Yeah, I'll 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 try to take a picture and send you a picture. Ah. Oh. oh, look at that baby pony! There's strawberry shortcake without a hat or a bow. That's your favorite version of strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Yeah, we might. Yeah, we're going to have to kind of piecemeal or maybe just go ahead and pull up my little wiki and just do the plush ponies from there. Okay. Oh. Oh, poor baby pony. She's been so needy ever since the weather got hot. (laughs) Probably because she doesn't want to be hot. I don't blame her. If we were rich, we would be migrating north. Like, to Norway. I was going to say, I thought you were north. (laughs) 
No, no. I mean, back to the old country. Ah, okay. Ow! Be nice. No, you don't get to suck your thumb and try to nurse at the same time. We've already established that this doesn't work. We just sat way back in the beginning. That's done. Uh, one or pick one or the other. Uh, how mean you are. Oh, I know. Okay, so it kind of looks like so soft newborn Pinkie Pie, except, oh, there it is, so soft crawling Pinkie Pie. So yes, there was, it is a, a G3 so soft crawling Pinkie Pie. Yeah. Melody! Dang it all! I am so glad that you're the host. Last time she did this to me, she what the? did it in, during Ponies After Dark, and it closed down the show. And uh, I was interviewing someone, so I don't know if the show recorded the whole customizer interview. Yeah. Last month. It'll, it'll record until after you um, either hit the end episode button or you hang up. Well, I didn't hit the end episode button, but when I tried to go back, it had ended the episode because she hit the power button on my computer. So I well, don't know. I have to... As long as you two were the, still talking... It's fine. Okay, well, we were still talking, so. Well, yeah, then you're fine. you got to figure you're on the phone. So as long as your phone doesn't die, the episode's still going on after um, when it goes into the record mode. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, Melody has this thing with buttons recently. She just can't resist a big round button. Neither can I. Why do you think my mother hates it when the holiday has a singing, talking, dancing, jumping <laughs> objects related to it? She tries to steer me away from the aisle with all the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm a nuisance during during the holidays in Hallmark. You know, when like they have like the the singing caroling ornaments. You yeah. hit a button. Well see, my thing was when I worked at uh Carson's I was in charge of all the animated animals. Yeah. I had to move them from one floor to the next, and it was just like a handful of them. 
nobody wanted to give me a cart to do it. <laughs> so I had one person on the, on one side of the escalator. I was on the other side. Had all of them gathered up, hit the buttons, and sent them on up. <laughs> person who was waiting for them at the top, they were dancing along right with them. Oh, uh, that's awesome. You got a um, Google Caddyshack gopher talking toy, and you, you should be able to find it. And I said, it's it's funny watching this whole old gaggle of uh, groundhogs singing, I'm all right. <laughs> uh, all see, my favorite... Up- Singing, dancing animal was the hamster, the uh, in the karate outfit with the nunchuck. When you turned him oh, on, yeah. it played kung fu fighting. Oh yeah, I love that too. Everybody Another was kung fu fighting. Yeah, yeah. Another thing I loved working on. Um, I had to work on, um, you know, those water fountain things. When they first came out, like, you know, there was, like, thousands of them. Yeah. Well, I, I was in charge of making sure that they stayed full of water and all of that. Well, oftentimes people thought, I guess they thought they were wishing wells. And money would be dropped into them. <laughs> hey, awesome. Tips. That's what I said. Hey, I it's like I looked at my supervisor and it's like, is it stealing? He goes, nope. Technically, that's not our money. And I talked to the person I knew in uh, in lost and in that lost and found uh, loss prevention, and he goes, nope. Whatever's in there is yours. <laughs> hey, I would at least come out with at least two to three trips on the bus. One way. It was at the time well, was a buck twenty-five, buck twenty-five per one-way ride. Yep. That was my bus for home that night, <laughs> and to work the next day. So. Well, you know, it's like I, I'm i a firm believer in tips. I used to have people, when I worked at the Starbucks kiosk, we weren't really supposed to accept tips. I had people threaten to, to complain to my manager if I wouldn't take their money. <laughs> and the customer is always right as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. <laughs> Well, see, we weren't supposed to take tips either. I helped this woman, one woman out with some, uh, she bought uh, a few, several uh, plate settings for her daughter's, um, her granddaughter's uh, wedding registry. And I t- I'd taken her out to the car for her. And she tried to tip me. Uh, this nice Older lady had brought in a tarnished piece of silver, 
Now, she had bought the silver from us, and she had bought the cleaner from us, but she couldn't quite get it to work. So she brought it in. So I took it, looked at the cleaner, looked at the instructions, pulled out some tissue papers, started working the stuff into, into it. And all of a sudden, you know, there was a clean silver spot where there was tarnish. Well, she tried to do the same thing. And I told her, no, I can't accept it. Pastries. I said, I love pastries. Next thing I knew, an hour later, she comes back with this box from a bakery. (laughs) And she leaves it for me. Yep, the one thing I've I've learned is never argue with the customer. The customer is always right. The customer wants to give you a tip. Well, see, with us, if we accepted money. My statement was, as long as I tell them at first that we're not allowed to accept tips, I'm in the clear. If they insist after that, who am I to argue? Well, see, we could get fired for it. Oh, I could have gotten fired too, I'm sure, but. And we had like tons of uh, security cameras? Yeah, we had tons of security cameras. I just don't think Safeway really cared enough to enforce it. Well, I, th- I mean, Boris says that Starbucks get tips anyway. They A real Starbucks gets tips. tips. But Safeway always tried tried to say that that we couldn't have tips because we weren't really a Starbucks. But Albertsons has a Starbucks, and they get tips. And now Albertsons and Safeway are owned by the same company. So I'm hoping that that will lead to the Starbucks kiosks getting tips when the merger is finalized. Well, see, I would say I think it's in corporate that you know baristas can get tips. So I figure you know you can just this is still a Starbucks. This is still under Starbucks name. Their corporate rules overpower. Well, Safeway, I think, wanted people to give to their charities. And didn't want people to give to the employees. So I think that's Starbucks. That's a Safeway's thinking. If people are tipping the employees, they aren't putting the money towards the charities that they use to get good PR and to uh, get tax write offs. Yeah, well, but yeah. The, um, with us, they literally did fire a few people. So I thought the woman brought back a uh, a box full of pastries, and technically, I looked at loss prevention. It's like it's food, not money. <laughs> that so reminds me of a a web comic called Girl Genius. I don't know if you've ever read it, but there is there is a scene that's a bar fight in a Jaeger monster bar. <laughs> and uh, it's it's all considered friendly as long as you're not fighting with an actual weapon. So if you hit someone with a chair, still fine. 
because it's not a weapon. If you punch someone in the face with a stein, it's fine because it's not a weapon. <laughs> There's this huge bar fight scene where this one girl who isn't a Jaeger monster, but she's in the bar. And they're like, oh, it's just a weekly scheduled bar fight. It's all good as long as it's not a weapon. She's like, what, really? So she's engaged in this bar fight, and, and you know, she's going, it's a mug, not a weapon. Share, not a weapon. <laughs> Table, not a weapon. Technically, <laughs> I was right. I mean, we weren't supposed to take any monetary, we weren't supposed to take any money from the customers. Now, I got away with it because it wasn't money. They brought me back food, <laughs> which had no monetary value. <laughs> the only value it had was it was my lunch. <laughs> well, good for the customer. Finding ways to beat the system. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, and I didn't even clean the entire piece of silver, I cleaned off this, like, quarter-sized piece to figure but, out, you know, how hard you needed to go ahead and do it. But it's the effort, you know. You didn't just say, no, see, it says it's silver polished. It should work and called it good. You know, you sat there and you figured it out and you helped her figure it out. And that's, that is a very important thing in customer service. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I personally think anybody working in a customer service retail field should be allowed to accept tips because you get paid diddly squat. Yeah. And you're expected to know how to do absolutely everything and solve absolutely every problem, even if you're not a supervisor. And so I think for that very reason, because you're expected to be all and know all, but they pay you crap. So I think you should be able to accept tips if you give someone amazing customer service. Whether, whether it be in a restaurant field or an IT help or, you know, any sort of a retail environment because – Really, the people on the floor that are out there helping the customers are the people who make and break a business. They're the face that people associate with a business. I don't like going to JCPenney's because at JCPenney, almost all of the employees are, like, under the age of 20. And there is nothing that irritates me more than having a 16-year-old try to identify with me. (laughs) <laughs> when she clearly doesn't have the same issues trying to find clothes that I have. Exactly. And so I think, you know, any retail company needs to remember that the people on the floor are who people are going to associate with their company, not the corporate people. No, we they they may do work. I don't know. I haven't known a whole lot of them. But nobody thinks about the corporate people when they think about, you know, no. a JCPenney, a Starbucks, 
you know, a, a, a foot locker. They're, they're not thinking about the corporate guys that wear suits and ties to the office. Nobody sees that. Those guys could go into work in their pajamas. No one would know. It's the people who are in the, the, the store, you know, at the cash register trying to help them find the last pair of size six and a half sneakers, the person that's, you know, remaking their their latte because they forgot to ask the person to make it soy. <laughs> you know, it's those people that make the difference in a company. Oh, yeah. You know, business business magazines and newspapers are like, and such and such company is getting a new CEO. And the only thing that that means to anybody is, oh, great, there's going to be some layoffs. <laughs> Otherwise, nobody cares. No one's like, oh, I love that guy. No one knows who that guy is. No. Other corporate people maybe it. know who that guy is, but, you know, most of the employees have never even seen that guy. You know, before uh, Coffee People was closed down, when we got the new CEO of Cedric Company, who ended up deciding that they weren't going to maintain uh, Coffee People anymore, like, I never met the guy. Apparently, he did a walkthrough and wouldn't even shake anybody's hands or talk to anybody. He's like, yeah, okay, nice. Nice. <laughs> he didn't talk to the customers. He didn't talk to anybody except the store manager and the district manager who were both there. Really. They make decisions that affect everybody below them, but they don't really do anything for the customers. They hand down mandates. That's about it. They hand down mandates that the people below them are supposed to follow. They tell the, yes. the, the website people, here's the mission statement we want you to put on the website. That's why I kind of like the show Undercover Boss and a reality check. I was actually I actually watched one episode of Undercover Boss UK, and they were paying their. Um, it was at one of these resort places where you go to vacation. You're basically vacationing in a trailer park, but to them that's a great vacation. Which okay, fine. <laughs> they each their own, but it's a very nice looking trailer park. Um, and they were their cleaners like minimum wage. And, you know, he went to one park and the cleaners were complaining that, you know, I have to get a second or third job just to make, make ends meet because I'm not getting paid enough here. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I don't think giving them more money is going to make them work any harder. He goes to another resort, which is a lot more popular and ran a lot more better, Instead of having all these supervisors, the cleaners are have to, you know, they have to maintain themselves, or else they're fired. And yeah, they don't have the management staff and the 
they don't have all the money going to management, they pay their cleaners more so that they can actually live on the wages that they're getting. And they actually do clean more. They were cleaning more. They were taking more pride in their work. They ain't sitting around, oh, I guess I was wrong. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's most, it seems like most employers don't understand that pay does, higher pay does make people want to work harder. It does make people feel like a stronger sense of loyalty to the people that they're working for, a stronger sense of loyalty to their job. I mean, if you're barely paying a person anything, it's hard to say, well, you know, you should feel lucky to have this job. They continually say that. But yeah. when when your job is literally better than nothing and you could be getting that exact same wage at any job, you're going to go and, like, as soon as you find a job that's easier to pays that exact same wage, that's the job you're going to take. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the employers doing the same things like, well, you should be grateful you even have a job, sort of mentality really has a negative impact on employee morale. And as employee morale goes down, they don't work as efficiently. They don't work as hard. They're not as nice to the customers, and then customer service goes down. Yep. And then the guys at the top start losing money, and they can't figure out why they're losing profits, and they think the problem is that they're paying too much in payroll, and it just becomes a destructive cycle. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and it just, If you invest in your employees, they will take care of your customers, and your customers will take care of you. Yep. So I wish wish more employers did that anymore. You know, they used to. I remember a time, I distinctly remember working in a time when people valued their employees. Mm -hmm. Because I'm that old. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just it it's the, it doesn't feel like that's the case anymore nobody you know these people who have more money than they'll spend in their lifetime somehow feel like they're being oppressed if they have to pay their employees yeah. What do you mean I have to give you a, a living wage what do you mean I have to give you benefits why should I give you my money? Well, because I'm doing the work that's making your money. You're not actually doing any of the work. You're what we call an idea man, a.k.a. a useless. <laughs> that's what, when, whenever somebody says, I'm an idea man, that's immediately what pops into my head. You don't know how to do anything. You can't do anything. So you act like a big shot and talk about how you have all these great ideas. <laughs> You're valuable because you have all these great ideas. No. <laughs> uh, you get two people. 
<laughs> you get two people. You give them each an overgrown garden. One of them is an idea man. And one of them is your average working Joe. I can guarantee you that by the time the idea man decides on his plan, the average working Joe will have already cleared the garden and started planting. <laughs> Probably. Because the idea man values his ideas. So he's going to come up with a real clever idea. He's going to show that he can come up with the cleverest idea anyone has ever come up with. The average Joe is just going to go like, well, we got to get rid of these weeds and just start pulling them out. <laughs> he's not going to try and come up with some fancy idea to revolutionize the clearing of a garden. He's just going to get it done. <laughs> yes, well... <laughs> I, 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 there are a lot of average working Joes in my family that are really incredibly intelligent, really very useful people, and seriously underpaid and underappreciated. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that I've known, and I've dated some of them, that are idea men, that are absolute douchebags and a complete waste of time. You know, they sit there and they complain, and, and you go, well, what are you doing about it? Well, it's not my job to do anything. I'm an idea man. <laughs> I complain and let you know there's a problem, and you're just supposed to make it go away. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. It's not called an idea. That's called whining. <laughs> no. That's why I married a hard-working average Joe. There you go. Or an average Fred, as it were. <laughs> Everybody loves him. He works hard. He's not all trying to be up in people's business, giving ideas. If people ask for help, he's like, yeah, sure, okay. People don't ask for help. He just kind of leaves them alone. <laughs> Everybody loves Fred. Oh, Actually, we've been watching him. the show. We've been watching the show. Everybody loves Raymond, and uh, Fred and I have realized how much it's it's like real life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like well, Raymond, and I'm a lot like Deborah. <laughs> Well, at least he's better than t telling people what they should be doing or where they should be at with certain things. That's true. I have a friend like that, and if we ever go to the movies again, I'm sorely tempted to drop an entire thing of slushies right down his shirt. <laughs> Now, I have had some friends who used to be really, like, nitpicky in that way who have really relaxed in the last decade or so. And I think it's that they're better off for it. I'm better off for it. We're all better off for it. In fact, now I'm the cranky one, probably as it should be. 
There you go. I'm the one who walks into a messy room, screams, turns around, and walks away. At least you walk away. Well, I have to sometimes. Just I look and I just my brain can't handle it, and I just have to walk away. <laughs> I was sick yeah. earlier, earlier in the week last week, and I got up the next day, and the living room and the kitchen and everything was a total mess. And I'm like, I can't be sick. I'm the only one that how to clean. The baby's only a year old. She doesn't know how to clean. <laughs> Clearly, I'm the only adult in the household that knows how to clean. I must not be sick anymore because I can't be. Yeah, I have to say, I actually, I, I used to be even worse. I, I went, when when I was 23, I went to Angel Job Corps to learn how to do optician work. Uh, but they ran it like a military base, because our dorm leader was a former military drill sergeant. And so she was kind of like white glove infection-y all on us. And when I got done with Job Corps, I would, like, go into people's houses and be like, ah, <laughs> it's dirty. I was traumatized. Like, <laughs> there's crumbs on the counter. It took a while to get over that. Oh, baby, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. You're fine. You're fine. Well, I should probably let you go because the baby's being exceptionally needy now. I think I'm going to feed her dinner. Yeah. But anyway, I salute the average working Joe because they seem to get a lot more work done and get way less appreciation for it. I definitely agree there. So, but till right. next time, happy pony night. Till next time, pony night night. Night night. Is that it? Are we alone? Oh. Well, till next week. Happy Pony Train. Good night.